very interesting space, a, a space that uh, ebbs and flows. Anything surprise you or, you know, what, what keeps you, uh, you know, excited about working with these independent retailers? It's just a, a resilient group, right? You know, they, they uh, overcome all the challenges thrown at them, whether it's COVID or uh, you know, container prices that came out of COVID, et cetera. They're always uh, energetic. The entrepreneurial spirit that the independent retailer has is really exciting. Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, the times uh, right now in the uh, business and financial services realm, it, it's interesting, right? Um, you know, a lot, you got a lot going on. You got to look at the economy, look at the economic factors. Um, retail itself is changing. So there, there's been a lot of evolution um, in a space that, you know, typically hasn't, you know, had to innovate itself too too frequently. You know, come have consumers come into the store, you offer financing and, and things like that. And, um, you know, it, it was pretty straight forward, cut and dry and, and go about your business. But it uh, hasn't been the case, just like every other part of the, the retail industry and, um, you know, w- what's been going on in this space. So knowing that, it, it's obviously been nice to have the opportunity to tap into a couple of those, you know, financial services providers and, and partners of Nationwide. And today we get to do that with Rob Kraus, SVP and general manager in the home and automotive uh, space for Synchrony Financial. And um, you know, nice opportunity to get to talk to Rob about you know the, the products and services that that Synchrony's brought to the table over the last couple of years to really streamline uh, and, and make easy the the consumer financing side of business for retailers. But as we come to find out throughout the the course of the conversation, it's more than just about those services, and and it really boils down to you know the things you're doing for your staff from a training perspective, and uh, even that Synchrony and and you know partners in the space are doing to make sure that they're offering, you know, tools, whether it's the training or, or the tools and services themselves to uh, ensure that, you know, you've got what you need as a retailer to stay ahead of the game and and be, you know, be there for the customer, uh, you know, at the end of the day. So uh, awesome conversation. Learn a lot. Um, you know, I love when you know, I, as an interviewer and a podcaster, get to be able to learn alongside, uh, you know, you, our audience, uh, about what's going on in a particular you know, it's part of the independent retail community, and um, that was certainly the case today. So let's dive into it. It's a fun one. Uh, Rob Krause of Synchrony Financial here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and excited. Uh, you know, I get excited easily about podcasts, but when I get to do one with someone that shares a name, that makes it even more special. So Mr. Rob Krause, <laughs> the uh, SVP and General Manager in Home and Auto at Synchrony. Uh, appreciate you, you know, joining us on the podcast this morning. Uh, you're out there, Ohio, is that right? We're- Dayton, Ohio, absolutely. Okay, all right. So I spent some time, college years were in Pittsburgh, so not not too far, not not terribly. Duquesne was the uh, the college, so that A10, the, you know, out there. Yeah. So we share it. share some uh, some territory. <laughs> That's awesome. Appreciate you joining us. So how how's, how are things going? Uh, you know, for you out there. Don't go well. You know, been a good uh, end of uh, 22 for us, and getting off to a hot start in 23. So excited to to support the nationwide membership. Uh, that's awesome. Well, before we dive into, I know we got some, uh, you know, real interesting and fun things to talk about this morning. But um, you know, before we do that, give us a little background on you. Who's Rob Kraus? Kind of your your background, your role at Synchrony, and, and your path to to being there. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I've been with Synchrony slash GE for twenty four plus years now. I've really been in this independent space since two thousand and ten. Um, so 
really enjoy working with independent retailers and helping them see the value of financing and, and reach the goals that they may have set for their business. Um, you know, I've been involved with pretty much all home furnishings my whole time here, um, buying groups, associations, as well as just independent retailers that uh, choose to work with Synchrony uh, on their financing program. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, very interesting space, a, a space that, uh, you know, kind of ebbs and anything ebbs and flows, anything surprise you or, you know, what, what kind of keeps you, uh, you know, excited about working with these independent retailers on a regular basis? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's, it's just a resilient group, right? You know, they, they uh, overcome all the challenges thrown at them, whether it's COVID or uh, you know, container prices that came out of COVID, et cetera. They're always uh, energetic. Um, the uh, the energy that the entrepreneurial spirit that the independent retailer has is really exciting. Um, I think the other thing about the job, uh, is, it's great. My job is not, it changes every day. What I thought I was going to do for today might change by 10 o'clock. Retailer gets involved, has some questions, and you know, I really enjoy digging in and understanding what their challenge is and then how do we help solve that challenge. No, it's uh, obviously a very important uh, you know, partnership to have and, and um, something that uh, impacts them on a daily basis, we know for sure. And um, we could dive right into it. I mean, there's there's a lot. You mentioned kind of the, the, um, the way the years started off for you guys. It's It's been, you know, talk about the last couple of years. What a stretch it's been um, just to, to watch from stores having to shut down to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it was tough to find product to all of a sudden now they it's products coming back. Consumers were rearing up to get back out into stores and. Uh, now here we are at early 23 and it's like, well, are we resetting? Uh, what's, what's sort of that, that mindset? Where are you guys, you know, paint that picture of what the economy is like today and kind of what you're seeing. Yeah. I think, you know, we saw obviously throughout the stimulus induced portion of COVID consumers, uh, wallets got very strong, their bank accounts, savings accounts, really strong. And as retailers know, they, you know, they bought pretty much anything you could get in <laughs> stock as fast as they, they, you could get it in stock. And so, really good couple of years there, call it the end of 20, all of 21, um, and really first half of 22. Now, I would say we started, obviously, from a credit perspective, the consumer um, pay down curves, paying down more than they ever have, but we're now finally seeing, uh, I'll call it the, the final you know, dip of where it was going to be to where it's now ramping back up. And we're seeing, uh, you know, customers pull back a little bit on their on their payments to us back closer to normal. We're starting to see some entry rates into delinquency um, ebbing back um, up, you know, nothing to where we were before. So we're not concerned at all, but you definitely can see that the consumer, the stress of the, the financing or stress of consumer finances is starting to increase, right? Um, there, there's, we also look at some external metrics, their saving rates have slowed, their savings accounts have, have um, shrunk, and they're starting to really, we started seeing it in the second half of last year, their affinity towards using credit again is growing. So they're they're leveraging themselves back up um, with the use of credit. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing well, with the space today. Yeah. I mean, all those factors that you you, you mentioned, obviously, they're, they're the things that are, I think, most uh, at the forefront, you know, of what retailers are also probably looking at too. And um, you know, we've heard the early portion of, of this year, dating back to, you know, the end of last year, people, you get all those 23 projections and things like that, that R word was thrown around a lot. Um, is that kind of like, is that still on the mind as a possibility? Are you guys seeing that like what, as you forecast out, you know, further into the rest of this year? 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm not an economist, so let's, yeah. <laughs> let's start there. I'm yep. a salesperson. Um, however, you know, we we do take a look at that, and um, definitely seeing stress again on the consumer. Um, they're with their savings rates going down, their debt their debt load coming up. I think the inflationary area we're in right now also has people, you know, a little concerned. So consumer sentiment's getting a little tight. Um, we know the spend in the home is probably going to be a little bit slower this year, given the fact that they you know voraciously spent during 21 and, and or 2021 and early 22. And, and quite frankly, you know, the data says that the consumers really still focused on that entertainment and dining dollar right now. So for the, the three funds that they do have, they're still putting a value on entertainment and dining, given that they spent, you know, a year and a half locked up. So no, it makes a, I, I think a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I kind of appreciate that insight. And I, I mean, you talk about those data points, are those the thing, like what, what should a retailer be looking at? I guess, um, you know, you, you talk about the, the, the shrinking, um, you know, uh, their savings accounts and things like that, like the uptick in credit. What are, are those the the big things that you guys keep an eye on that sort of drive your decision-making and, and should it be the same for retailers? Yeah, I think, the, you know, retailers need to be focused on, you know, door swings and mm-hmm. and who they have coming in. I would say they're probably experiencing less door swings, but the folks that are coming in are probably pretty serious buyers, right? So how do you now take that person that's, uh, you've worked all your marketing dollars, et cetera, to get them either into your website or into your store. And now it's the moment of truth. How do you ensure that you get them to close, uh, you know, a sale or your team can close the sale for, you know, the maximum amount that you can get. And I think that's, you know, where we see is financing's back. And the question is, is, is your team ready to handle financing, given that you probably had turnover? Right. We have folks that probably didn't have to really leverage financing in 21 and early 22. So is your team ready to have that conversation with the customer because that customer is back? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, there's a couple paths we can go here because we're the, the, the training thing I think is, um, you know, something we, we absolutely should dive into. And, and, you know, at the same time, it's kind of funny because you, you talk about other parts of the economy and we know from just talking to retailers, one of the things they're, struggling with is finding and attracting or keeping talent and their staff as well. So the turnover has been a thing at, uh, for these guys, which means that training then becomes crucial. So, you know, I would, um, from, from that training standpoint, can you talk a little bit about sort of the, the opportunities that exist or, um, you know, even for staff that have been around a while, things have changed for how you have, as you mentioned, things have changed for how you have to sell these consumers. Um, so, you know, what, what options are there? What, what should a retailer be doing? How can they be training their, their staff in effect, in, in an effective way? Um, you know, as you know, the, the economy changes as it has and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think so. Let's start first of all, kind of uh, theoretically, first yeah. of all, do you train on financing just like you train on the physical products in your store? I think that's a question I ask a lot of retailers when uh, they come up to me and they're talking about, yeah, I got high turnover and I got to figure out how to get my team to know how to use financing. And then, you know, they'll tell me they, oh yeah, we do hours upon hours of product training. And my point is just because you can't physically see the finance product, you still have to treat it as a product. And so that, that's the first question I have. I think the other thing is, you know, what tools are out there, right? So we have an online uh, learning center that they can go pull a little three to five minute courses for their team. Um, I think the other thing that we're really excited about through our partnership with Nationwide is we've launched the, the first ever all-member volume rebate. 
So you as a, as an owner have a little bit of economic incentive to ensure financing's trained and talked about in your store and you can earn some uh, some economic and I think at the associate level the retail sales associate level we have a program now starting in its third year called Ignite where we will your team they register on our Ignite site we'll send them little challenges throughout uh, the quarter you know usually one each month it could be a challenge as simple as watching a little video could be go take a little uh, quiz for us. It could be take a picture of some POP in your store and they'll earn points. So your retail associates can actually uh, get some benefit from it for engaging and thinking about training. And you as an owner can get some benefit through increased credit sales and a volume rebate. No, that, that's fine. I mean, I think about the uh, kind of gamifies the the training, if you will. and But like in a way that it, it's in the store. So you're turning your store into this whole, I hate to, really lean into the gamification but like you're turning your store into that that you know the gaming world for the 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 retail sales associate and they're learning up firsthand sort of some of those tools that uh you know are available to them or or how to go about you know pitching that customer today which then as as you point out obviously it benefits everyone right because that sales associates getting more educated around these tools and opportunities and uh, obviously in the end that's going to benefit if you're you're able to sell your customers on credit and and that sort of thing, obviously going to benefit the store and, and you as a business owner in the long run as well. Yeah. And you bring up the gamification. We actually do have in that uh, our learning center, as well as, you know, driven through our Ignite um, challenges, we have games. There's a Jeopardy <laughs> type game. There's so, you know, if, if you want to, uh, an owner wanted to kind of get their sales team together at a huddle and have a game, it's absolutely out there. So it's pretty cool. trying to make it not just, uh, you know, the delivery of some stale, you know, yeah. banking information. This is <laughs> this is exciting, you know, content uh, content that we could really that the real retail sales associate really could benefit from, right? Not only in uh, closing more sales, but assuming they're on a commission, probably yeah. putting more dollars in their pocket. No, that's awesome. And, and I mean, you mentioned obviously train, the training itself is important. I, I imagine it's changed a lot too over the last couple of years because the the. As we you know talked about at the top, the the consumer of today is very different even than it was a year or two ago. So you know what are you guys doing? I guess um, you the team security to sort of you know what what are you doing to whether it's either update or just keep your finger on the pulse of how that consumer has changed. So I think we've take we take a good pulse on this consumer. We do a, every other year full big purchase ticket mm-hmm. um, study, so we understand. Retailers that are consumers that have made big ticket purchases in the last X months. We do a survey. We understand how they, what was their shopper's journey? And I know um, Nationwide's focused on, you know, the consumer experience and how, how are the retailers handling it, consumer experience. So we, every two years, we get a good pulse on just how do people go about shopping? They start online. They then ask friends. Then they come into stores. Then they, then they typically ask friends some more, maybe finish some more online. And then, for the most part, in home furnishings, it's consummated in the store, right? So, so we know the consumer's mindset as they're shopping. I think the other piece that COVID drove is now the affinity towards uh, an easy consumer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Paper apps um, were the, the norm. Um, paper apps, yeah, they're still out there. And you're going to have a section of the population that wants to use that process. But really, I would say um, the adoption is up to the merchant, right? We have tools now to... Uh, do the application on the consumer's phone. We can send it straight from the business center to the consumer's phone. Uh, we pre-fill and 
probably 90 plus percent, actually everything but four data elements. We pre-fill for the application today. So we've really removed that friction out of that process. Um, it's paperless when it comes to the application. You don't have to maintain that customer signed um, application anymore because you've pushed it to the customer's device. And so in that regard, I think the consumer um, is expecting uh, better technology and solutions. And Synchrony has been investing in those solutions um, from the apply side to make it really as seamless as possible. Um, obviously, we still need the retailer to check some IDs for us, help us control fraud. But other than that, it can be a very, very slick process. Oh, that's awesome. And and does that now, correct me if I'm wrong, that relate to sort of, I know a couple of years ago now, I, I really at the, let's say either during 20, middle of 2020, so right around the start of this pandemic, um, you know, the waterfall uh, program, everything out there. So dive into that a little bit. Is that, is that sort of what you're alluding to with all of this or is that? Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of both. One is just a very, uh, call it um, streamlined application process that can be done paperless. Um, so I think that's one step. You're right. I think the next step is, you know, Synchrony's um, working with secondaries. And here in April, we'll have a tertiary solution available um, to where every nationwide member can process a, um, a waterfall solution, right, so to speak. Uh, Synchrony takes the first look if we're on our, and able to say, yes, we can pass that off to the second or directly to the third, if they would like. Um, those folks would then provide a pre-approved offer back and you can do it all right there in business center. So in one shop, shop you can you can uh, get that customer approved with something. So we know in today's environment, if you're using different solutions, you may have to go do the application through Synchrony and then you may have to go over and pop to a second or to a third. We're just basically streamlining that into one solution. So. We have that today. It's available to all members with uh, secondary providers. Um, both both uh, providers are, are sponsored by Nationwide. We uh, have that call it through the kind of the, the traditional business center process. We also have it to where you can send that application again to the customer's phone. A synchrony application gets completed, but in that we give them the disclosures that if we're unable to approve, we will pass this on to a, a secondary and the secondary then would pop up their offer. So again, that all that whole process can be done um, paperless through the consumer's device. No, it's, I, I, I mean, I think the, the theme here, right? And it's from everything we're seeing at Nationwide uh, across the industry is just kind of streamlining the, re the, the buying experience, the shopping experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether it's, you know, through websites and, and you know, the, the online shopping experience to the, the actual checkout and getting yourself approved for credit, everything's getting faster, it's getting more streamlined, and it's all about improving, you know, that customer's in-store or online experience, um, you know, for, on the, from the retailer's perspective. So you want to make it easier for them to not only find the product they want, to, but to be able to, to secure it and purchase it and, um, and in whatever means possible for that customer. Yeah, and I would, I would, uh, you know, put that challenge out to members. You know, I think what I would consider the former traditional process of credit in many stores was, well, the salesperson offered it, the customer said, "Yeah, I'm interested," then they walked them back to the quote unquote credit desk, whoever that might be. They helped run that process. Uh, sure, that works. You know, there's, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but I'm saying that I think the consumer today is probably looking for a little bit more streamlined process. And you, know, you can do that through the directed device, just send it from the business center straight to the consumer. We have the ability for you to put a, a QR code on a, a custom POP and have it right there in your store. Consumer just takes their phone and turns on the camera and voila, the application shows up in their phone. 
So those those I would challenge the members to kind of think about what is their experience? What experience are you driving with your consumer in your store as we come as it comes to the credit portion? No, and it's crazy to think how all of that's changed because I I mean even from like the thinking from the consumer side the the idea of having to be face to face with someone and go through that process it's uh, you you're no longer having to sweat it out right you could do that all on your phone as a customer um, and you know it's it's done without ever having to really yeah there's portions of it I'm sure like you said you know you want to check certain things and make sure you know it's not 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 some nefarious uh, situation happening but yep. you know it makes that process a lot more um, you know, comfortable for the consumer too. So it's just crazy how all this has changed so quickly. Yeah. And I think that's another thing to, to jump in there. Prequal, right? You hear yeah. a lot about pre-qualification yeah. and soft hit, right? Yeah. So that solution is available to all members too now, right? where you can um, let that let that QR code on some custom POP drive them to a site. And in that site, both a pre-qual or apply now link is available. So yes, yeah, so you're right. Someone who's eh, maybe knows their credit might be a little right. concerning. They don't want to have that negative experience with the um, sales associate. They can pop in the pre-qual and, and uh, if they're eligible to get approved, then Synchro will come back with a pre-qual offer. So that's a soft hit. And um, you know, we're starting to see retailers and, and uh, members having some nice success with that portion. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's just neat, I think, from the financing perspective, just sort of how things, it, it seems like a space that, you know, maybe consu- you know the, the retailer doesn't think about it too much that, you know, how, how innovative can you really get, but there's there's tons of room and, and it's neat to see it sort of take shape. And I think like every other industry over the last couple of years, maybe the gas pedal was hit a little bit because the need to adapt, but it's come out on the other side of this, like looking really cool and, and um you know, it is exciting to, despite, you know, despite the, uh, the perception of what financing might be. I, I think it's really cool to kind of hear you guys talk about it and um, see sort of how it's improved and advanced. Right. Yeah. I, I think, again, the consumer continues to change. You're right. Yeah. COVID accelerated adoption of many of these tools. Um, you know, we're really excited as an organization. Um, we we kind of reorged and we have a product focused uh, component of our business now that's really driving new products to the market as quick as they can, not only from a you know, I'll call it an experience, customer experience process, but also what products are available. Sure. So we've got an installment products um, launching here in the nationwide program in the next few months. And not only the paying for, but also an installment monthly coming down the road. So, the, you know, the as the consumer demand for types of credit changes, we're also getting out there to to make sure we provide solutions for members. Well, nice little plug to to keep the, uh, the eye on what's going on at Synchrony. I like that. And you, you, you clearly have some whether you you know well professionally trained or not some journalistic uh you know concepts floating in the mind i like i like the the, the nugget you dropped there that's awesome but uh, also a nice little nugget to to plug that um you know we're we're dropping this right before prime time this episode so you know if if you guys uh listening are going to be with us in Dallas an opportunity to stop by you'll be there uh, learn about all these tools and, and resources that are available. And um, of course, if it's after the fact, know that uh, you can always reach out to the Synchrony team for, for info and, and find out what's going on. So um, it's a lot of fun. We look forward to seeing you down there in Dallas and uh, you know, wish you guys a good show and, and hope everything goes well. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. We're really excited about our partnership with, with Nationwide and you know, how do we help, help your members win? That's really what we want to focus on. And uh, my whole team is focused on thinking about that every day and we know members don't necessarily think about finance every day, and as much as that hurts my heart, <laughs> uh, we know they got a lot of things on their mind uh, to run their businesses. 
but let them know. And we're here thinking about how do we bring financing to them to make it easy so it can integrate into their customer experience and they can go win in today's market. No, we, we appreciate that. And I, I can certainly think of a few people at Nationwide that financing's on the mind every day. So we'll, we'll let Mr. Kirk know that, uh, you know, we he, he I'm sure he's thinking about it right now as we're talking. So exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. that's awesome. Rob, this was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, look forward to, to connecting down there and um, appreciate your time and, you know, look forward to doing this again. Thanks, Rob. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. And thanks again to Rob. Um, you know, like I said, a, a really enlightening and educational opportunity for me being able to, to tap into him and um, hear about some of the things that they're doing, uh, but also just the space in general, this consumer financing space, which uh, has really morphed uh, into a whole new, you know, type of industry and, and you know, so many different services nowadays than what it was just a couple of years ago, or even months ago, uh, just how fast the space is changing. So I appreciate him, you know, stepping in and, and providing those insights to us and to you, our independent retailers. So, uh, but as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.